Somebody give God praise in his house. Oh, y'all, y'all clapping for somebody. Y'all clapping for your neighbor. I said give God praise in his house. I got the same testimony even in this new year that I had last year. God is good. And all the time. I said God is good. And all the time. Let's let Coffeeville know God is good. And all the time. Y'all go ahead and give God praise in his house. Because he's worthy of all of our praise. He's worthy of all of our worship. That it wasn't our good works. It wasn't our good deeds that allowed us to see this new year. But it was God's grace and mercy. Lord knows if, if it was up into my hands, I would be in a different place. But God's grace and mercy was sufficient to keep me, to watch over me, to sustain me. Amen. And he done, has done the same thing for you. And so you got a reason to give God praise, right? You got a reason to give God glory in his house. So let's do it one more time. Y'all give God praise in his house. I tell y'all, we are in a very special season. Um, God is doing something amazing here in our church, but not only is he doing something amazing in our church, he's doing something amazing in this world around us. And it's crucial that you so that you won't miss out on what God is doing. I've been telling you guys this for the past month. Amen. Praise God. Get in alignment with God. And so this Sunday, we are starting a new series, sermon series called Elevate. Somebody shout, Elevate. Elevate. All right, shout, Elevate. So this, this month, we are going to the next level. Amen. Praise God. We're going to the next level in our praise. We're going to the next level in our worship. We're going to the next level. Even in this year, God wants to take you to the next level. But the one thing that the Lord has been speaking to me for the past two weeks is that elevation, before it happens in your life, it happens in your mind. Before change happens in your life, guess what's going to have to happen first? In your mind. Before deliverance happens in your life and it change, and, and in what you do, it has to happen first in your what? And so what God is going to do is he's going to take us down this journey this month and show us what it takes to get to the next level. God is going to show us what the mindset change that we need to make so that we can elevate. Somebody shout elevate. Do y'all really want to go to the next level in God? Do you really want to go to the next level in your career? And if you want to go to the next level, you have to have this mindset change. Somebody say your mind. Your mind. You have so much warfare. You have so much things going on in your mind. So if you get your mind right, everything else is going to follow. Amen. Are y'all excited for the word of God this morning? Are you really excited for the word? Let's get into it. Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. A very familiar passage of scripture. Genesis chapter 22. As you turn in there, if you are willing and you're able, you're not too mean, you're not too rude. Lift up on your feet. Just out of honor and respect for what God is getting ready to say to us. Genesis chapter 22. Starting at verse 1, and you read, you'll find these words. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here, here I am, Lord. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, 
and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Verse 3, and Abraham rose up early, somebody say early in the morning, and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, somebody shout third day. I get happy when I see that third day. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, hallelujah, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the, the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they witten both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and, and said, My father, dad, come on now. He's, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide. Ah, oh, yeah, this is a place to shout. He said, My son, God will himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So that we so they went both of them together. And they came to the place with, which God had told of him. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay him. Watch this, verse 11. And the angel of the Lord, hallelujah, called, out of, out, uh, called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he says, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God. God sent you through it just to see if you're going to fear him. Hallelujah. Seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from him. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, hallelujah, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Y'all bear with me. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. My God's will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, says the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sands which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed, all the nations of the earth be blessed. Has obeyed my voice. One more verse, bear with me. So Abraham returned unto him, returned unto his young men, and they rose up and went together in Beersheba. And Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. 
Father God, thank you now for your word. God, your word is just awesome. It is powerful. And Father, your word is what gives us life. It's what quickens us. And so, Father, in this moment, I pray that you will release power upon me, Father, that I may preach with power and authority. Father, release a greater preaching, preaching grace to deliver this word. And that, Father, that as it go forth, Father, and it hits the ears of your people, that, Father, it would accomplish what you have sent it to do. Father, you have purposed this people, these people, to hear this word word for a purpose and father let it do a work on the inside of us hallelujah the father that after this moment God, after hearing your voice we will be never be the same father i pray that as this word go forth, father elevate us in our mind elevate us in our spirit elevate us in our faith and father we will be careful to give you all the glory the praise and the honor in jesus mighty name and everybody said amen, amen. everybody said amen on your way down, can y'all help me preach this morning? Yeah. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, yeah. I'm going up. Oh, that's the place to praise God. Look to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, after all I've been through, I'm going up. Y'all give God praise in his house. We have made it to another new year. Yeah, another new yeah, yeah, another new year. I talked about it last Sunday. Millions didn't make it to this moment. Many millions didn't get to see this moment. But God's grace and his mercy allowed you to see this. <clears throat> and you know, into the new year, we have people always. New year, new me. I'm getting my life together. I'm starting back on the right track. And that's good. But one of the things that God began to speak to me in private is that, Colin, I not only want a new new year uh, and a new, a new season, but God says, I want my people to reach new levels. I want my people to reach new levels. And we are staring at the door. We are standing at the door. More power, more possibilities in the Lord. As you have come into this new year, hear me prophetically in the spirit. God says you are standing at the door of something more. Somebody shout more. And so as we come into this new year, I'm believing that God wants to bring elevation to our lives. I'm believing that you have, you, God has allowed you to be here this morning in this service because he wants to take you up in some type of way. And I'm not just talking about, and when we talk about this elevation, it's not just talking about elevation in one aspect, but every aspect of our life, right? We want to see elevation not only in our job, but also in our faith, right? We want to see elevation not only in our communities, but I want to see, I want to see my marriage to get better. Amen. Praise God. I don't only just want to see elevation in other people's life, but God, God I want something to be better about me. Am I making sense? So this elevation that God wants us to see is not just in one aspect, but every aspect of our life. And so the Merriam-Webster Dictionary gives us four definitions for the word elevation. And if you're taking notes, write this down. And I want to highlight three of those definitions for what God wants to do in your life this year. Amen? The first definition is elevation is defined as to lift up or make higher. To lift up or make higher. It is to raise something to a higher height. Hallelujah. And God began to do it already. God in this season, this year, God is lifting up his people, his consecrated people, to be a greater beacon of light and hope for those who are searching. Hallelujah. 12 and 32, if I be lifted up, hallelujah, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will what draw all men unto me. 
And in this season, God is saying, because you have made a relationship with me, because you have connected yourself to me, and because you have agreed to walk in alignment of your purpose, God says, I'm going to raise you up to be a beacon of light to draw other people to me. Amen. Praise God. So look, you got to, you got, thank God. Hallelujah. This is not in my notes, but I need to say, thank God for your storms. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I hear you. I hear you. God says, thank God, thank God for the storms in your family because those storms has positioned you so that you can be a beacon light to your family members as well. I don't know what your struggle has been in your family, but God says, I allowed it to happen so that you can be my voice to your people. Am I making sense? God, hallelujah. God says, I allow, I allow that to happen to elevate you because I elevated you to elevate you so that you can elevate other people in their faith. Am I making sense? Because faith is like a fire. Faith is like a fire. When God sets you on fire, you can't control the fire, but fire is contagious. And so, hallelujah. I, thank you. Receive this, Carol. I, amen. Praise, receive this, Miss Mary. But when you step back into the room, hallelujah, the fire of God will rest upon you, and it's going to hit your family. God says, I, I allow that to happen so that I can elevate you to be the leader of faith. Robert, I elevate, I allow that to happen to elevate you to be the leader of faith. I allow that to happen in, the, in your clients' families. Hallelujah. In your students' families. Why? So that you can be a leader. Hallelujah. Of faith. Huh. I allow that to happen to you on your work, on your job, so, so that you can be a leader of your faith to them. Am I making sense? God wants to make us higher so that we can Hallelujah. Am I making sense? Yeah. So elevation one, to raise, to lift up, or make higher. Uh, number two, the second definition of elevation is to raise in rank or status. To raise in rank or status. Um, this means, watch this, to be promoted in the sense of one's identity. When you're going, when you get a change in status, you, you get a change in your identity. Somebody shout identity. Okay, I'm giving y'all, y'all writing it down. So let's shout it this time. Y'all said it. Shout identity. identity. So in this year, I'm believing that many of our stat, many of our statuses are changing from one thing to another. For many of us, we are being transitioned from being this one thing to being something else in our lives. This year, this is going to happen. With this status change, watch this, comes more roles and responsibilities. With this status change, there are going to come more assignments for you to fulfill. With this status change, when you get that job, amen, praise God, there's going to be more work for you to do. Amen, praise God. But many times, we want the elevation without committing to the roles, the responsibilities, the, the assignments, the work that comes alongside with it. We see the blessings of the next level. I see, the next, I see the blessings of the next level in ministry. I see the blessings of the next level in my job. I see the blessings of the next level, but we don't always recognize the work that comes behind it. Am I making sense? We don't always, I, I see the blessings of getting good grades, but I don't see the work behind it. And so what I need you to do this year is to count the costs. Somebody shout, count the costs. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, make sure you count the costs. Before you launch into something this year, but Lord, before you pursue something, before you say, oh, look, I'm going after this, I need you to count the costs of what it's going to take for you to make sure that you count the costs 
of what needs to get done. Make a list, okay, if I get to that level, what, what do I really need to do? Count the cost, watch this, of the warfare that's going to come with it. Count the cost of the time that you have to commit to it. Count the cost of how much you're going to have to give yourself to that next level. Amen? Praise God. Yes, see yourself. Visualize yourself by faith in that next level. But then also visualize what it takes to get there. And then once you have got there, visualize what it's going to take to get to the next level after that. Because sometimes we only see the next level, but when you are, when you walk in the spirit of God, you not only see the next level, you're not only planning for the next level, but you're planning for the level after that. Somebody shout after that. And so God says, I need you to elevate your vision to not just the roles, responsibilities, the assignment, the works for the next level, but the level after that. Somebody shout after that. So God says, look for what's going to be after that, right? Am I making sense? So the first definition was to lift up or to make higher, right? The second de definition is to raise in status or rank. The third definition, and I'm about to get to move on. The third definition, it is to, uh, uh, elevation is to improve morally, intellectually, or culturally. To improve morally, that's spiritual. Intellectually, that's your mind. And culturally, that's your mannerisms. And I want, to, I, want, I want to declare to you that we are at the door of revival. Hallelujah. God is bidding and he's calling us to the secret place of him. God is calling us into the holy of holiest, the holiest holies. God is calling us into the Shekinah glory so that we can be the vessels to show forth his praise and power to this dying world. Uh, we talked about it in Sunday school this morning. God saved you so that he can be, so that you can be his workmanship. And so God, has, he saved us so that we can be a trophy, hallelujah, of the victory against Satan. Y'all know, I think, I think Ole Miss, amen, praise God. They just went and they just won the egg bowl, amen, hotty toddy. And so they got this trophy to show the victory that they had against the, their enemies, hallelujah. And God says, your life is a trophy to show the world his victory over against everything that the enemy has set out against you. And so God wants to use your life to, as a trophy, as a sign, as a symbol of victory over mental illness. He wants to use your life as a sign of victory over, oh, hallelujah, poverty. Amen, praise God. Over generational curses, over all of those things. God wants to use your life as a trophy. Somebody shout trophy. But one thing I have learned about trophies is before they put trophies in the trophy case, they make sure they polish them. Because you want it looking good, amen, praise You want it shiny, amen, praise God. And so before God used you as a trophy into the dining world, he wants to polish you. God wants to polish you. He wants to clean you up. He wants to make you shine, and not just on the outside, but guess where? On the inside. God says, if you're going to go to this next level, God, I got to polish your character. I got to polish your conduct. I got to polish the way you think. I got to polish the people you hang around. Why? Because that, that, you can't shine the way I want you to shine if you're dirty. Am I making sense? So before you go expect to elevate, you got to expect for God to polish you. Can I, can, I, can I show you how God wants to polish us in this season? Write this down. In order for God to polish us, we have to expand the catalog of our resources and revelations. In order for God to polish us, we have to expand the, re the catalog of our resources and revelation. For us to expand, to go to the next level, we have to 
expand the catalog of our resources and revelation. Let me, let me break it down. Resources speaks to the things that are able to help you grow in the knowledge of God. Resources are the things that are able to help you grow in the knowledge of God. That's a study Bible. If you don't got a study Bible, get you a study Bible in this season. If you don't have a Bible at home, get you a Bible in this season. If you don't have a Bible that you can read and understand, get you a Bible in this season. Um, not only a resource is a study Bible, but also a Bible plan. Get you a plan together when you read in the Bible. Articles, books, podcasts, guides, workshop, conferences, people, and mentors. Even church is a resource to help you grow in the knowledge of God. And so uh, we have to surround ourselves with things that's going to expand our knowledge of God. If it is able to help you learn more about God, if it's able to help you learn how to be who God has created you to be, if it's able to help you to embrace the status change that God wants to bring in your life, if it's able to help you get to the next level of deliverance, the next level of understanding, the next level of your skill and your knowledge, you need to get that thing. If it's a book, if it's a plan, if it's a YouTube video, you need to get it and peruse and pour yourself into that thing. Am I making sense? God says, I need you to get you a book. Amen. Praise God. I need you to get you a book. I need you to get you a plan. I need you to get you people. I need you to get something that's able to help you grow in the knowledge of who I want you to be. Somebody shout knowledge. So God says, I want, to grow. I want you to grow your resources, right? So I need, uh, one of the things that God told me, God's like, Kyle, every time you sit down, Kyle, every time you go somewhere, every Kyle, every time you wait, you always going on that social media and you peruse and you're going through it and you're feeding your mind those things. And, and the Lord's like, Kyle, if you would just pivot your attention from those things to something that will help you to grow in me, just, just imagine how far you can grow and how fast you can Provide yourself to those things. Am I making sense? Think about if, if, if we treated our Bibles as we treated our phones. <laughs> think, about, think, about, think about if we treated our Bible how we treat our phones. Every morning you wake up, what's, let me read my Bible. Okay, I, I, I'm, 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 wait, I'm waiting for the teacher to come back in. Let me read, let me read my word real quick. Let me read my Bible plan. Let me read this article real quick. I, I, ooh-wee, I got, I got to go use the bathroom. Amen, praise God. <laughs> I'm, reading, I'm reading something that, that's going to help me in my life, right? Yeah. What, if you treated, you, you, what if you treated the resources of God as you treated your phone? All right. All right. Your life will be so much better, right? Your mind will be so much better. Your heart will be so much. You can see life differently if you treated the resources of God as you treated your phone. Amen? Am I making sense? All right, I hope I'm making sense. Um, because here's the thing. Okay, yeah, I, I got off track. But I'm going to come back to this. Here's the reason why I need you to read and listen to these things. Because they teach you how to think. When you read the Bible, it teaches you how to think. When you're reading an article and you're reading books, it's teaching you how to think. All my educators, my professionals, y'all can help me preach this moment. Learning teaches you how to think. You go to school and you go to grade class, that your teachers, they teach you the information, but they're teaching you how to think for yourself. Even though, guess what, even though you might not uh, agree with what you may be reading, even though you may not resonate with you, but it teaches you how to process the life around you. Because I've read, I read some fictional books that has taught me how to process life around me. Am I making sense? Learning teaches you how to think for yourself. And that's why it's important to read. That's, important. that's why it's important to learn as much as you can. Um, that's why it's important to learn and read the, the word of God, right? Because it teaches us, hallelujah, the way that God wants us to think. Amen? Uh, so here's 
14, John 14 and 26 for my note takers. Um, the Bible says that the, the Lord will give us um, a comforter and the comforter will remind us of things. He will bring things back to our remembrance, right? So the Holy Spirit is going to work with that information that you have placed and implanted in the memories of your mind. But if you have nothing in your mind, hallelujah, if you have no knowledge in your mind, if you have no word in your mind, if you have no vision in your mind, he has nothing to bring back up to you in those moments. Am I making sense? Minister Mike always say this. He said you can't go to a, a refrigerator and expect groceries when you ain't put nothing in it. Amen. You just going to be hungry and looking at it and be like, I ain't got nothing to eat. Why? Because you ain't put nothing in it. So we can't expect for God to use us to deliver in moments when we have not put something on the inside of us. Am I making sense? So God says, grow in your resources. Learn as much as you can. I'm, I, may, I may get us happy in a second, but let me help us a little bit. Learn as much as you can because it teaches you how to think. I, I, I want to share, I have, a, I have a bookcase of books, and, and I, I've read most, I've read, hallelujah, most of them. And the, the, reading those books has taught me how to think. Even though I may not be using that information, it has taught me how to process life. So then when I get into other situations, I'm able to think for myself. Am I making sense? Yeah. So learning helps you to think. So grow your resources. Somebody say grow your resources. Okay, look to your neighbor this time and say grow your resources. I don't know if you need to build you a library at home, if you need to go to the library, the public library, get you a book, if you need to come to church more often, that's your resources, amen, to grow in the knowledge of God. If you need to get on Bible class on Zoom, that's, that's your resource to grow in knowledge of God, of God. Am I making sense? Because where God is taking you, you need knowledge of who he is, right? Okay, I'm moving on. Um, so as God does, does these things in your life, um, Sources, but also grow in revelation. Somebody shout revelation. Amen. Praise God. Y'all with me? Um, so yes, God can. He can give us um, revelation in a moment. But sometimes you got to learn how to learn those things before you get into that place. But revelation is God revealing to you. Amen. Praise God. Is revelation is God revealing to you what He wants you to do. Amen. Praise God. It is God showing you his will. It's God showing you his way. It's God showing you his word for your life. And so as God gives you revelation, as God shows you a vision, what I need you to do is pray into that revelation. As you come into this new year, ask God for a word. God, what's, what's, what's one word for my new year? God, what's one phrase for my new year? And as God give you that one word, pray into that revelation. This is how you get to the next level. You pray into that revelation. Ask the Lord, God, what does it mean? And then what does it speak to in my life? If God says, okay, connection, okay, God, what does connection mean? Maybe, maybe God brings you to the paint, paint the picture of links coming into your mind. And, okay, God, what does that supposed to represent my life? And maybe God says your relationship with him, maybe your relationship with other people. So not only get a revelation, but press into what the revelation means and then what also it speaks to in your life, right? Am I making sense? Okay, I'm moving on. I think I'm boring y'all. I hope I'm helping y'all. I'm helping somebody. And so as you gather resources, as you grab, gather revelation, review them as much as you can. Um, here's the thing. I want you to write these things down. I want you to get these things together because they are going to be your manual this year. If, you want, if, you, if God says, I want to elevate your finances, get you some books, get you some articles on how to, find, how to budget money, how to save money, how to cre um, create j different streams of income. Get something that helps you get to the next level and put it into one place. Because what it's going to do is it's going to be
gear. So what does a manual? Have y'all ever put an appliance together at home? You go buy something from the store, amen, praise God. You get a manual, and what happens is that manual spells out what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to do it, and how all of the pieces fit together. And so what you do is you look at step one, and then you go back, you go over here, and you do step one, and you get it done. And then after you get step one done, guess what you do? You go back to your manual to see what step two looked like, and then you go back, and you do what? Step two, amen, praise God. Okay, and then after you got step two done, you got to go back to your manual and see what step three looks like. And then you go do it until the appliance is done. And so this is what I need you to do. As you gather resources and revelation, treat it as your manual. Go back to your manual and ask the Lord, God, what is one step? What is one task? What is one action? What is one thing that I need to do to get to that next level? And here's the thing I need you to do is take it a step at a time. Many times we're trying to bring a whole appliance together. We're trying to make our lives get together all at once. But God says, no, take it a step at a time. God says, take it a step at a time. Get step one from your manual. Okay, God, step one of the resources and the revelation you've given me. And then go do step one. And after you've done step one, go back and ask God for step two. Am I making sense? Don't rush it. Hallelujah. Don't try to do too much. Many times we're overwhelmed because we're trying to do too many things at one time. And so a consecration is a place of being able to, um, to be able to simplify your life and take it a step at a time. Amen? Somebody say, take it a step at a time. Take it a step at a time. Don't try to do all of the steps at one time, but reduce your elevation to one action, one task that needs to be completed, and focus on doing that. Am I making sense to you guys? And once you have done that, go back to your manual and if you do not have an action step or if you do not have a test that you're working on you do not hallelujah if you if you do not have a skill a habit that you that you're trying to master guess what you're not growing if you don't have something on your to-do list guess what you're not growing if you don't have one step to get you to the next level one thing you're working on one thing that you're trying to master in god guess what you're not growing am i making sense and so I'm here, I'm, I'm starting us out this year because God says, I want you to get it right on the, on the forefront. I need you to get it right on your mindset first. So to get to the next, el to the next level, you got to continue to add things into your life that teaches you and pushes you and to, to master who God wants you to be. Am I making sense? All right, I pray I'm making sense. Y'all give God praise in his house. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, wake up. Amen, praise God. So, as we're talking about elevation, um, this morning, God is centering us around the experience of Abraham. Abraham is known to be the father of faith, right? God calls Abraham to step into the unknown in so many different ways. His initial call is, to leave, is for Abraham to leave his homeland, his country, and go wherever God sends him. With no directions of where he is going, God simply told him to go and trust him. And so what happens, Abraham goes and he trusts God that, he will, that God will lead him to be where he wants him to be, when he wants him to be, and doing what he wants him to do. So in the middle, middle of this nomadic lifestyle, Abraham, he starts a family, he, and, and his family begins to grow. He has children. He has servants or assistants. He has some young men to come help him do his work, what God wants him to do. And one day, God tells Abraham, look, Abraham, I, take the son that you love most. Take Isaac and go sacrifice him as a burnt offering to the
Now, my question for you this morning is, what do you do when God tells you to sacrifice the thing that you love the most? What do you do when God tells you to sacrifice, to let go of the thing that you love the most? The ultimate test of our allegiance and loyalty to God is show when God tells us to give up the thing we love the most. When God, when God tells us to give up the thing that we, we love the most that makes us happy. Amen. Praise God. But yet in a broken heart, an obedient heart, Abraham says yes to God. Can I tell you this? Your yes to God is going to hurt. Pinpoint it. Your yes to God is going to hurt. When you say, when you commit to the Lord, it's going to hurt. You may find yourself saying, Lord, I'm not going to be able to do this. Lord, I don't even know how I'm going to be able to do this. Lord, I don't know what, I don't think I have it enough in me to give that to you. But your yes to God is going to hurt. But your yes to God, not only is it going to hurt, but it's going to be the most rewarding yes in your whole life. So Abraham gathers all this equipment needed to make the sacrifice, and he takes two servants and his son, and they set out to the mountain that God shows Abraham. I'm about to make it all make sense. Uh, so in this experience, Abraham has what I like to consider an elevator experience. Somebody shout elevator. elevator. That time y'all said it. Shout elevator. elevator. Okay, well, louder. Shout elevator. Hey, man, there's some details that we find in the text with Abraham and also in our lives that since we are trying to go higher in God, we will also find some details that we share with Abraham. Let me, get, let me show it to you. Elevators helps us to reach the next level, right? You get into the elevator because you want to go to a higher level. Amen? And so we need to commit to the experience of an elevator. Thank you, Minister Robert. I'm going, he's going to help me preach this this morning. During that elevator experience, we need to be number Weight limit. Somebody shout weight limit. Every elevator has a weight limit. Thank you, Minister Robert. There's a specific amount of weight that is allowed on an elevator as it goes higher. That means that not as many people, not as many things are able to travel with us as we anticipate to go higher. That if you expect to go higher in God, hallelujah, you can expect for everybody and everything to be able to go with you to this next level. Don't think it's strange that your elevation is going to require separation from some people. It's going to require some separation from some places. It's going to require separation from some things that you like to do and that you have found to bring you to this point in life. Because I must remind us this morning, people and things come into our life for a reason and they come into our lives for a season people and things come into our life for a reason and they come into our life for a season let me say it again to let them minister to somebody people and things things that you do things that you that you have participating come into your life for a reason and they come in, into your life for a season and once that purpose has been accomplished we must recognize it and then govern ourselves accordingly but this is where we fall short. Many times we want to extend a person's time. We want to extend a thing's time in our life when we know that God has moved us on to our next. But Abraham in our text, he understood that elevation sometimes requires separation. Once Abraham and his crew reached the foot of the mountain, he tells his servants, he said, y'all look, hang back. Me and my son going to go up to this mountain. We're going to worship and we're going to come back to y'all. And I said, can I back and I wonder, 
why in the world couldn't the servants go with Abraham and Isaac? Right? They they was they made they 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 brought they made the whole journey and they anticipated going to make an altar. They anticipated going to the next level, but once they got there and it was time for elevation, why couldn't they go? And then it hit me. Some people are meant to help you get to a certain point in your life, but they will only get in the way of the level of obedience, the level of consecration that God is calling out of you. Not because they're bad people. Amen. Praise God. Because they're good people. But they just didn't get the same instruction that God gave you. They didn't get the same vision that God gave, gave you. They didn't get the same burden from the Lord that God gave you. They didn't get the same tug and impression that God put in your heart. Uh, you, you know God is calling you higher, and he, he, they didn't get that same call. Maybe their level of faith is not on your level of your faith. Maybe their level of professionalism is not on your level of professionalism. And that's why we cannot always expect for everyone else to have the same level of faith we have. You can't always expect everyone to understand who you are and why you're doing the things that you're doing. No, faith calls us to do strange things to the intellectual mind. God literally calls Abraham to offer his son. And I can just imagine Abraham getting ready to sacrifice his son and his servants that, that helped him. They're like, Abraham, you don't need to do that. Abraham, you don't need you. Don't, God, God I, don't, I don't even know. You say God told you, but God ain't going to tell you to do that. And so God said, Abraham said, y'all got to stay back because you're just going to get in the way of what God wants to do in my life. Am I making sense? So elevation comes with separation. So as we expect and desire to go higher in God, we are going to have to simplify our lives. Let me tell you how to simplify your life. Come on, therapist, help me preach this. You need to learn how to create boundaries. Next level, simplify your life and create boundaries. Abraham, he created a boundary. Abraham said, look, y'all, y'all cool and all, but y'all can only go this far with me, and then we're going to come back. Right? He said, look, y'all cool, y'all straight, we partners, but y'all stay right here. And we're going to go up, and then we're going to come back. Abraham created this boundary with his servants. Let me tell you this. Let me bring some healing. You don't always have to cut people off. Maybe you just need to create a boundary. Amen. We don't like that type of preaching. Maybe you don't have to just let, let people be, but create a boundary. Create a boundary on how you interact with people. Create a boundary on what you choose to talk to people about. Create a boundary when you choose to talk to people because some people you can't talk to after 9 o'clock. Amen. Create a, create a boundary on what you choose to talk to people about because when I, I, I can't be talking about that with y'all. Amen. When you who you choose to talk to. Amen. Create a boundary. Then also create a boundary on what you allow yourself to do for other people because you need to learn how to stay in your own lane. Many times we, we are overwhelmed and we stressed out. Why? Because we didn't create a boundary and we started doing something that we, God, we know that God didn't want us to do. Abraham could Abraham stayed in his lane because maybe Abraham could explain to the servants and be like, look, this, blah, 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 blah. This is why God told me this, blah, blah. This is why I got to stay. But Abraham did it. Uh, uh, he did not explain his obedience. But he stayed in his lane. He stayed focused and he did what God wanted him to do. Somebody look to your name and say, stay in your lane. Amen. Because if there's something that's going to get in the way of your consecration to God, if there's something that's going to distract you or put you in the wrong place at the wrong time, 
Let me say it again. If there is something that's going to put you in the wrong place at the wrong time, that you cannot be who God wants you to be, you need to leave it behind. Until God says otherwise. This is the season to get strict with your boundaries. And it's not, be, it's not me being rude. Don't please, don't be rude. Don't have an attitude with your boundaries. But stand on not allowing yourself to be weighed down by things that interfere with what God is trying to do in your life. That right there is just distracting me. That right there is just weighing me down. That right there, I can't focus on what God wants me to focus because this is weighing me down. People, places, things, you got to let it go in this season. If you don't go higher, simplify your life. Simplify what you do. What you do for other people. Amen, praise God. What you do in your job. Look, I know that my job, that's not my job description. Amen, praise God. I'll, look, I'll say that in a second. Amen, praise God. I say, that's not my pay grade. Amen. Create a boundary so you go to the next level. Even if that means you miss, have to miss some events. I can't go out. I can't go to that place. Even if it means you got to leave a room because conversations are being had. I can't gossip. I, this, I, I, this, I just not me. So y'all can do it, but I'm going to go step out for a second. I got to go use the bathroom. No, Lord, Lord, Lord knows you don't got to use the bathroom, but you just can't be in that space. Am I making sense? Create a boundary. Whether it's listen to people's, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Listen to people's opinion, but then do what God tells you to do. Create a boundary. Am I making sense? Because if you don't, all of those things are going to weigh you down. If you don't create a boundary, look, little boss, don't call me after 4.30. They know not to call me after 4.30. It's not going to get responded to 8 o'clock the next day. I don't know who needs that. Amen, praise God. But create you a boundary. Look, I know I gave you money last week. Look, you my cousin and all. You, you my brother. I know I gave you money. But look, I got to create this boundary with you. Somebody say create a boundary. Because you're going to the next level, you can't have things weighing you down. Am I helping, am I helping y'all? I hope I am. I know, I know. I'm done. I'm getting ready to go. I'm finding my clothes here. Number two, um, as you, as in the elevator, not only does it have a weight limit, but elevators also have an illusion. Elevators also have an illusion. Somebody shout illusion. An illusion is a thing that is being perceived or interpreted by, interpreted wrong by our senses. It is a thing that is being perceived or interpreted wrong by our senses. And I'm not sure if you've ever been in, on a good elevator. Let me tell you, a good elevator. But there has been times when I stepped into a good elevator, I stepped into the cart, I pressed the button for the next level, the doors close, I hear a noise, I don't feel anything, and then the next thing I know, the door is open on the floor I'm supposed to be at. I stepped in the cart, pressed the button. I heard a little something. I really didn't feel nothing. It was a little shaky. And then next thing I know, I'm on the floor I'm supposed to be at. And truth be told, based on how I felt, I didn't think I was going anywhere. However, the conveyor belts, the pulleys, the, the computers, the levers, all of that that I couldn't see were working behind the scene to pull me to my next level. And that's how it's going to be in your faith journey. You're going to be like, Lord, I don't see the progress. God, I don't feel anything happening in my life. God, I'm reading. God, God I, I'm, I'm in church, but I don't even feel nothing, Lord God. Lord, I can't find the purpose of doing this. Lord, I don't 
But in the midst of your journey of your obedience, you have to trust that God is getting you to where you need to be. Because just like on an elevator, although you may not see it, although you may not feel it, although you may not sense it, even though you may not even see the, the rain coming, God says you are moving higher. God is working on things on the outside to bless you. And here's the thing. Write this down. Don't believe the illusion. Believe God. Don't believe the illusion that you're not going anywhere. Don't believe the illusion that you're not growing. Don't believe the illusion that things are not happening and God is not moving for you. No, believe God. Am I making sense? Don't believe the feelings. Don't even believe what people told you. Even if it's headed in the direction that they said, no, believe God. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, believe God. Say, believe God. Abraham literally had to be obedient by faith. Abraham, he didn't know how in the world God was going to do what he was going to do. He didn't have an explanation. The only thing Abraham had was his obedience. He didn't have an explanation. He didn't have the plan. He didn't have the answers. He didn't have an answer. He had his obedience. And in this season, sometimes you're going to feel like you don't have anything else. But let me tell you, you're going to have your obedience. You're going to, be, you're going to have your manual. Yeah, come on, let's come on back. These resources and revelations that you got earlier, you got your obedience. I, don't, I might not know what the full product is supposed to look like, but at least I got a manual to help me step by step. I don't have, I don't have an explanation, but I got obedience. And in the midst of Abraham being obedient to God, in the midst of Abraham being obedient to God, God says, look, I'm going to show up, I'm going to show out. In the midst of Abraham being obedient to God, God provided a ram and sacrifice his son. In the midst of your obedience, God is going to provide. In the midst of your obedience, God is going to deliver. In the midst of your obedience, hallelujah, God is going to heal because your elevation in this season is connected to your obedience. I know in times past, you know, God has given grace and done, done this, all these things. Yes, God gives grace and mercy, but hear me out. This year, your elevation is connected to your obedience. Your protection is connected to your obedience. Your provision is connected to your obedience. Lord, I, Lord, I, I got to pay my bill, but God, I'm going to be obedient. I'm still going to sow my tithes and offering. And watch God open doors for you. God, I don't even feel like going over to that place. And then, because you know God told you to call that person to go visit somebody, go, go do it. Because your blessing is connected to your obedience. Somebody say, obey God. Somebody shout, obey God. Your breakthrough, your wisdom. Your understanding is connected to your obedience. And so what I want you to do is close your eyes and think about your life and ask yourself, Lord, am I being obedient to you? Lord God, the, 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 the level of elevation that you're calling me to, am I being, am, I'm in that level of obedience first. And if you are, pray that God continue to strengthen your obedience. If you're not, ask God, show me what does that obedience look like. And then give him, ask, Lord, give me strength to make that step. God, give me strength to make that boundary. If it's temptation that I keep falling into, God, show me what boundary I need to make so I won't put myself in that place of temptation.
thank you now for this day, this opportunity to come into your house to worship you and to hear this word. God, I thank you now that you are elevating us to the next level. Father, you're elevating us in this season. And Father, I pray that God, that you remove every weight that would hinder us every burden that will hinder us in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirits, that maybe, Father, somebody have carried something over into this new year. And, Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus that as we build this altar, as we come into this space, God, as we come into this sanctuary, your tabernacle, that, Father, you will see your fire, your Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And, Father, it consume, hallelujah, every expectation that, Father, that's not sent by you in the name of Jesus. Father, consume every fault that's not sent by you. Father, every, every mindset and perspective father that will weigh your people down in this season god i pray now that you will send your fire of your holy ghost and purify us once again so father so that we can be ready for the next level we can be ready for what you want to do through us father and then father i pray that you will help us to not believe the illusion but father help us to believe you in the midst of it all god help us to stay consecrated to you God, help us to stay consecrated to your voice, hallelujah, your instructions and your, your revelations to us. Father, I pray now that you will strengthen your people for another level of obedience. God, I thank you that obedience is going to precede our elevation. And Father, as your people obey you by faith, even though they may not have the answers, Lord God, even though they may not have explanations, God, as they just obey you, hallelujah, Lord God, I pray that you will show up and show out for them. Father, as they take your word and they live by your word step by step, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray now that, God, that you will show up and show out. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Y'all go ahead and give God praise in this house. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm going up. I know you saw me last year, but this year I'm going up. Say, I'm going up. Say, I'm going up. Now, now I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I got a word for you. You going up too. Come on, look to your neighbor again. Go ahead, let's go ahead and prophesy to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I got a word for you. You going up too. Y'all go ahead and give God praise right there.